Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. It's Saturday, and we are back with the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. Um, Saturday. Sometimes we don't, most weeks we don't have Saturday readings, but it's Lent, and I thought, yeah, we can handle it during Lent. Why not? Why not? Come on. There's lots of, there's lots of scriptures to read, and uh, I didn't want to cut this one out either. So we have a passage for today, and, uh, invite you guys to engage this reading. Um, we're really glad that we get to be, uh, it's really nice to be able to hear the scriptures and not just read them. It's good to be able to read scripture because you read things differently than when you listen. You're able to kind of trace back and maybe soak on a word or something. But when you hear it with a spoken voice, it's really, you're hearing scripture as it was intended to be heard, as it was intended to be received, which is through your ears, which is kind of a cool <laughs> thing. Yeah. Most people who heard these scriptures, heard them, and when they were first written, heard them through the, th- their ears. They're, yeah, and the more you them. involve your your sense, I, I think you can uh, understand more. Like yeah. you, you focus yeah. all your mind, your heart into it, and you just, I guess, at least for me, I understand better when I, uh, when I am reading it and when I am listening to it. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't, I heard the the scriptures from earlier this week. Uh, this is Reuben, and I'm Brendan, and we are going through this week's readings together. We'll read the passage. Um, this is from Luke 7 today, uh, 7, 1 through 10, I think it is. Luke 7, 1 through 10. We'll read this passage, and we'll talk about it. I have some things I'd like to say, but I also want to hear what Reuben has to say, and hopefully be able to... Um, come away with maybe one thing that we're feeling like like we're encouraged for today for this passage but um let me uh am i gonna read this one yes all right i'll read this one and then uh we'll reflect on it luke 7 after jesus had finished saying sorry after jesus had finished all his sayings in the hearing of the people he entered capernaum a centurion there had a slave whom he valued highly and who was ill and close to death. When he heard about Jesus, he sent home, he sent some Jewish elders to him, asking him to come and heal his slave. When they came to Jesus, they appealed to him earnestly, saying, He is worthy of having you do this for him, for he loves our people, and it is he who built our synagogue for us. And Jesus went with them. But when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore, I did not presume to come to you, but only speak the word and let my servant be healed. For I also am a man set under authority with soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and the slave does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him, and turning to the crowd that followed him, he said, 
I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. When those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. <laughs> That's very like um, trouble passage or how you say troubling. Yeah, why is troubling? it troubling? What's troubling about it? You have a centurion, like he's a Gentile. Yep. He's the oppressor. He's the he's Roman the oppressor. Yeah. He's messing up life for all the Jewish he's, people. He's, he's the bad guy. Bad guy. And then um, he sent, when he hears about, when he heard about Jesus, he sent um, some people to Jesus to ask him to heal his slave. Which, when you hear the word slave, it's just like, come on, yep. really? Uh, but maybe that's another topic later <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, about what slave means there. Uh, and then these people come to Jesus and say, hey, he is worthy that you do this for him. But then later, when Jesus is getting there, he sent other people at the center and sent other people say, hey, I'm not worthy that you come into my roof. <laughs> mm -hmm. So just say the word, and and I know that it will be done. So that grabbed my attention. Like yes. he knew his condition, mm -hmm. and he knew who was Jesus, who Jesus was. Okay, okay. So you pointed out something that I've never seen in this passage, because at first it seems like he's changing his mind. Mm -hmm. First, he says, I am worthy to have you come and heal my servant. Come and heal my servant. Well, and then, the servants. No, I know. I know. I know. But that's what it appears at first. Oh, well, it appears yes. at first. I'm worthy. Come and heal my, oh, my slaves. Yes. And then Jesus starts coming. He's like, never, never, never mind. <laughs> In fact, I'm not worthy. You know, just say it. Don't even yeah. have to come. But when you read this, it says he asked the Jewish elders to go and talk to Jesus. And we don't know what he told them to tell them, to tell Jesus. It just says, the Jewish people said, he is worthy of having you do this for him, for he loves our people and is he who built a synagogue for us. They're so tied up. I, I hear them speaking in law language. He's worthy. When we talked about Abraham, mm -hmm. who was not worthy, but he was ungodly, but God credited it to him as righteousness just because he believed. Right. The Jews maybe, I wonder if they filter the centurion's message to say, you should do this for him because he's a good person, because he did good things, because we really like him. He's he's giving them money. The Jewish elders right. are the ones who, he gave them their synagogue. He's a sponsor. He's a sponsor. He's a, so they're like, come on. come on, please heal him. He's a good guy. Yeah. We promise. He's on our side. Almost like he's on our side. He's he's been, he's the bad guy, but he's a, he's the he's good a good guy. bad guy. He's a bad guy, but we'll forgive him because of yeah. the good things he's done. Um, but then, when the centurion sends his friends, who I'm assuming are also Gentiles mm -hmm. like him, they say, "Don't trouble yourself. He's not worthy. Right? I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof." There's a different story there. Them saying, "I don't." It's not that I'm worthy. It's just that I trust your authority. Right. You know what I mean? I trust your authority. I don't trust my own authority, which is what the Jewish elders were saying. Jewish elders were saying, we 
we think you should heal him because he has authority. Because he's a good guy. He has authority. He has power. Instead, he's saying, the centurion is saying his own, on his own behalf through his friends, I don't have anything. You have the authority. And it's on that authority that I'm trusting that you're going to be able to heal my slave. I've never seen that before. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, so thank this you. Story, this, this, is amazing. <laughs> this story is amazing. Like, it's, it, and then that's what I said. It's tro troubling. It's troubling. Troubling. Like, a Gentile trusting Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And Jesus says, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. Um, the gospel of Jesus breaks the boundaries. And this reminds me of the promise that was made to Abram that he was going to bless all the nations. You know, he was, he was going to be made into a great nation. And then he was going to bless the world because of the blessing he'd received, which means that the blessing is going to have cr cross boundaries at some point. And other people are going to have to receive the gospel at some point. It seems like there's a promise in there for the Gentiles to receive it. Um, and they're surprising. It's surprising how much they recognize the authority of Jesus when Abraham's children, his descendants of Abraham, don't even recognize the authority of Jesus. Right. You know, where Jesus like, yeah, you say, we have Abraham as our father. He's like, I can even raise stones from the ground who say Abraham is our father. It doesn't matter. What matters is faith or what he tells Nicodemus is being born again in the spirit. Right. And they forgot that Abraham was a Gentile. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay, you have a Abraham, but he was a Gentile. <laughs> yeah. And I think that it's just Jesus, his gracious um approach it's just uh something to be uh how do you say worshipped hmm. and that's why Paul says that his his um his grace is a gift and we cannot just understand it uh I mean we can we can but At the same time, we we can't like nobody gives anything for free, and I think uh, um, when we put our trust, like that's that's just responding to what Jesus did. Uh, I think that's the best way to 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 worship Him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, putting our trust in Him, just like the centurion does. Mm -hmm. I love that centurion recognizes that that Jesus' ability to heal and I think save has nothing to do with who the centurion is and everything to do with who Jesus is. And the fact that the centurion realizes that shows that he trusts Jesus. So for me, if I think about myself, um, am I a... In this story, am I a friend of the centurion or am I a Jewish elder here? The Jewish elders are petitioning God, are petitioning Jesus on, on the basis of worthiness to receive the gift, you know, um, they, which tells me that 
they maybe have organized their lives to make sense um, that they have what they have received is some are things that they've actually earned. You know, to, I'm going to continue. I'm going to do as much as I can to fulfill the law, to act uh, as if I deserve this. And or am I a friend of the centurion who's willing to say, right, regardless of myself, regardless of my authority or lack thereof, I recognize that whatever I'm about to receive from Jesus is a complete gift that he has the power to give just because he can, not because I deserved it. You know, so what attitude do I have towards Jesus? Am I somebody who ought to have received these things? Am I somebody who deserved, earned, worked for, um, or did I, am I somebody who, like my friend Bo, he says, uh, I'm just a turtle on a post. <laughs> Have you heard that phrase? No. <laughs> turtle on a post. So if you see a turtle on a fence post, how do they get there? <laughs> There's no way they got up there by no themselves. Way. Yeah. You know, you, the turtle on a fence post is only there because someone else put them there. You know, it's, it's saying, uh, you know, I, I didn't do anything to get where I am or to earn anything. Um, it's only by the grace of God um, that I received any blessing. And so we kind of end up back in Abraham's, hey, at the end of the week, go full circle. End up back in Abraham's position of there's nothing in me, ungodly person who's just all, all I can do is say yes to Jesus. I believe I will go. And because it's not ours to own or it's not something we deserved or earned, it's not something owned that we earned and worked for. It's something now we can pass on because it's freely given to us. We can freely give it to others, the blessing that we received. So that's to me the takeaway is, am I a friend of the centurion who realizes that they don't deserve any of this? Or am I uh, a Jewish elder who finds ways to justify why I get the things that I do and other people don't? Right. And these people remind, well, at least the, the centurion reminds me to Job. Hmm. When he said, am I going to receive only the good things from God and not the bad things? Hmm. So it's up to him to give us whatever he wants. And I think uh, he has clearly um, make evident that he's a God of love. And he has given us his love through Jesus. And the only thing that we need to do is put our trust in him. Mm-hmm. Like Abraham, like we have seen, uh, it's not by works, by our works to speak about our faith. Mm-hmm. And, and I think uh, that's that's my takeaway. Good. Well, Ruben, thanks for joining me this week. It's been, these are really heavy passages that talk about they really are. big things. Belief, trust, faith. Um, thank you for engaging these scriptures with me. Um, I've really enjoyed just being able to reflect on these things with you. So thank you. Well, thank you for inviting me. And whoever's listening to this, um, just thank you for engaging these things too. Um, if you have reflections on this week's scriptures, if you have stories of your own thoughts, uh, you can send me an email or, Uh, there's a link in your show notes where you can click on it. It's really cool. It'll take you to a website. So do it on your 
your computer, or I guess you can do it on your phone too. Yeah, you can do it on your phone. You click on the show notes link and you can record a voice mes- message. And if you do that, I promise we will feature it in the next time we record. So you can click record, leave a voice message, and I'll, um, I'll, I'd love to include your input on uh, the next recording we do. So anyway, thanks guys for, for uh, engaging and listening to the scriptures this week. Uh, next week, ooh, who do we have next week? Uh, next week is going to be me and Kim, Kim Brown, talking about uh, the scriptures for the week. So looking forward to that. See you on Monday. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Thank you.